G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 171 of the Outback Mine podcast. Appreciate you joining in once again. We're having a bit of a Queensland storm out there at the moment, so hopefully you can hear me all right. It's, it's been raining uh, solid for the last uh 12 hours i reckon and uh yeah the back of my place is looking a bit uh a bit scary there's a there's a bit of a flood happening so hopefully it doesn't get too uh too much worse than that but anyway hopefully uh we get through this podcast unscathed now today i've got a very special guest on with me today kendall white kendall white started uh, a program or a project called the blue tree project a few years ago after um, Jason White um, took his own life, sadly. Uh, basically, Emma started this to commemorate Jason and his talents and so forth. And um, since then, there's been almost 800 of them um, placed around Australia. So all communities, towns all around the place have got a blue tree. So. Uh, basically it's there to raise awareness about suicide and, and mental health and um, I'm going to try and get one where I live here in Agnes Water and I'm encouraging listeners to be able to jump onto the Blue Tree, uh, Blue Tree Project website and get one in your community to be able to um, you know, raise awareness for this, uh, for this matter and um, yeah, certainly wonderful things that Kendall's been doing uh, with regards to this and it's just uh, amazing to see you know how much uh, positive comes from such a negative and we're still seeing a lot of negatives uh, obviously with suicide particularly male suicide around Australia Australia being re- uh, you know so relevant and um, prevalent I should say so um, it's happening um, too often you know part of my vision with that mine is to set up a foundation so we can provide services to people um, when they need it and to be able to get more of a proactive approach out there so um, watch this space hopefully over the next month or so that'll uh, become active and live and we'll start to be able to get out and do more work in regional areas so uh, appreciate your support and listening in i just want to make a special mention to the real shift who support the podcast so if you're looking to change something in your life um, mick and amy stooth have got a nine-week program called the deep dive where they basically explore the blockages that individuals have and be able to give them tools and strategies to be able to settle a mind, move forward and start to live um, better, basically. So uh, I know uh, by investing in ourselves and getting some support, it can make a huge difference in uh, changing our lives. And it's a great time to do that now, you know, moving into the second part of the year. They've got a nine-week program coming up in June. So please jump on their website and check them out. That's The Real Shift. Uh, if you go to realshift.com forward slash deep dive, you'll be able to see a bit of information about their program. It's uh, pretty amazing. These are, these are tremendous coaches, these, uh, these people, husband and wife, which is really unique and rare. So um, check them out. Please support them. I really appreciate that. All right. Hope you enjoy this uh, chat with Kendall and I. really appreciate your feedback. How are you, Kendall? I am well, thank you. How are you, Aaron? Very well. I really appreciate you joining me because you're a couple of hours behind uh, over there in WA. And, um, um, yeah, certainly um, uh, I've got a jumper and a beanie on at the moment, which is pretty rare for, for, for Queensland, but uh, it's a bit bit chilly and we're getting a lot of rain. So, 
Um, yeah, I really appreciate you uh, you jumping on so early and, and joining me. Now, tell me, do you break for the Eagles or the Dockers? <laughs> oh, this might turn people off a little bit. Um, I actually barrack for the Dockers, and we are Dockers members, and um, we have to say we're very happy with how this year is turning out so far. <laughs> Fingers Good. crossed we can take it all the way. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. There's been a, a few players from the Dockers come on uh, to the podcast and have a chat, and um yeah they sort of lost hope there a bit i think but i'm hoping that uh this year might be a good year for them and uh, be nice to see someone different win like i'd love to see them and and st kilda you know uh go up and, and win one at some stage yeah, absolutely we all love an underdog yeah <laughs> so so tell me a bit about your background where were you brought up when you were a, uh, like a young girl uh in wa yeah, so I grew up on a farm in Muckinburden in the central wheat belt of Western Australia. Um, Mum and Dad are still on the farm working the land and I ended up at boarding school and then studied in Perth and have kind of stayed in Perth since. Um, but I really love going back to the farm. It's only three and a half hours from Perth so mm. we kind of say that we live the best of both worlds and um, mum and dad are always coming to Perth quite a bit so no it works really well that way and love having grown up in the country I think there's just nothing like it and it's so funny because I always think that you can you can tell if someone has come from the country when you first meet them there's just something special about them <laughs> well I, I come from a wheat farming area in uh, Victoria and um, yeah, I can I can tell the country accent uh, in yourself, and um, <laughs> certainly very common. And yeah, like I, I do miss it, like um, uh, you know, wheat and sheep farming area, and uh, you know, just a different environment, very wholesome environment, and um, everyone sort of you know looks after each other. And um, um, yeah, I'm sure you probably enjoy getting back out there when you can. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more that country communities just nothing like nothing like it and um yeah through our personal loss which we'll go into soon um our 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 community just rallied around um, me and my family like we've never seen before and i just don't know if you would get that in the city yeah 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 We'll, we'll sort of dive into it, but um, but yeah, certainly where I'm from, um, uh, you know, male suicide and, and that has been going on for a long time and still continues to go on. And, you know, that's the reason why this got going out back mine. Like a few years ago when I was living back there, I, I, I was actually in Tassie. I went back to do what I, I could to help the community because there was a, a fair bit happening and, you know, I started to do some stuff in the men's space and do some education and, um, you know the podcast sort of come from that and everything, but um, but yeah, I, I reckon you know um, farming communities are, are quite unique, and and what happens is is a lot of people that are you know born into that environment sometimes maybe a little bit different, and they don't feel like they connect if they're not into footy or you know all the, the traditional things that are done out there, and and that can sort of help you know so make a, a young man feel isolated in, in many ways and that's when the you know the mental health issues and depression and, and you know the suicidiology and so forth starts to um to come into play but um i'd, I'd imagine it'd probably be a similar environment out where you're from 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think for our region sport and that, like that weekend sport, is just the heart and soul of the community and is so important for that social connection. And I think the guys that do uh, take part in in getting involved um, definitely are a lot better for it, that's for sure, because it can be such a isolating um, industry and we know that comes with many other complications in regards to mental health. So, um, yeah, we actually get involved with the sporting clubs in the regional areas, mm-hmm. such as um, Central Wheatbelt, as part of Blue Tree Project, because we like going to where the people are and encouraging them to engage um, with that social connection because it's super important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, um, my my experience, you know, growing up with it, um, it was very hard. You know, we were very um, we were very. Uh, um, know aware of judgment and, and fearful of judgment and criticism and so forth of others and um that's slowly changing when i when i went back there um i started to get asked to go into some footy clubs and, and speak about this sort of stuff and just really you know give my own experience as a young fellow which uh, a lot of um the guys could relate to and that really opened up the door for conversations and then we started to workshop you know what was actually going on in their lives and then be able to provide tools and strategies for people to proactively manage their well-being and you know be able to speak about something if it is wrong um you know which which i wasn't able to do when i was a young fella because i was just you know so so scared of being 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 judged yeah, you know absolutely. Yeah. yeah yeah and you you kind of grow up with that man up toughen up she'll be right attitude and so i think it's just taught some of our younger males that it's yeah it's not okay to speak up when you're struggling but like you said i think we are seeing that shift now um and that real change Mm. as well as um some added complications of succession planning and i'm i'm seeing a lot of that now because i'm at that age where a lot of guys are going back and i think that's adding to some complications now as well with the their fathers and the older generation. So, um, yeah, that's something I'm quite aware of at the moment also. Yeah, interesting. Uh, it is, and, you know, it's, it's been a cyclic thing, you know, sort of, you know, generations that have been there and, and that sort of ideology of the harden up uh, has come through. And don't worry, it's not just with, with guys, with women, it's the same, the netballers and so forth in clubs. And one thing that I did, Kendall, um, was I, I, I went back there and I started to teach meditation and yoga, you know, and I was asked to come into some clubs uh, to do that um, and basically give people tools to be able to settle their mind down and become a bit more self-aware and that resulted in, you know, some clubs winning premierships and, and going through the season uninjured and all these sorts of things and then people started to realise that maybe there is a different way of doing things, so... Um, yeah, that's so, so good. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was rewarding uh, in many ways, and um, you know, it's one, one one particular um, you know group of netballers, they were very angry, you know, uh, because they'd lost the last three flags, and 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 their their minds were so busy. I sort of taught them, you know, how to slow their minds down, and uh, you know, they were meditating before the games, and they were they were really aware of of their emotions and. 
and you know they won the flag that year and they still kept in contact and I was still helping them out you know remotely uh, from where I live now um, uh, until recently and uh, you know that that sort of changed the, the mindset of of what's possible uh, you know and I just think we're in a really good moment in time now where we can start to facilitate some 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 conscious awareness so we can sort of break those sort of bad habits and cycles which maybe uh, may be entrenched in in some of those uh, those communities as well yeah that's that's awesome to hear I love that I love that hearing that story and the results from it and I couldn't agree more with being a little more self-aware um, and yeah a bit more conscious about how we go about our day and what habits we are what habits we have and whether they are healthy for us or not because mm. I think um, yeah you just pick up on small unhealthy behaviors that add up and um, can really make a difference to your mental health for sure absolutely I think we talked about sugar before and what sugar can possibly do if you're not uh, not aware of that so um, yeah it's all these things that, that go on in our lives that we may not be conscious of that can make a difference and you know it's, it's really interesting um, how this all started obviously could you tell us a bit about Jaden and, 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 and his background and, and so forth yeah so um, so Blue Tree Project has come about from a personal tragedy of mine I lost my brother Jaden to suicide in November 2018 mm. um, so Jaden took his own life um, I think after becoming quite isolated and um, yeah we, we stayed in contact with him and we really didn't see it coming and it really shocked us um, and the Blue Tree Project has been inspired by a st story that was actually shared at his funeral. Um, mm. It was a story about him painting a tree on our family farm near our metal dump where we used to fossick around all the old scrap heaps and drive the old truck shells. And so, yeah, he painted this tree blue, sort of wondering how long it would be until someone noticed it randomly oh. and he did it with a friend of his and so this friend of his actually shared the story of them um, sort of yeah sneaking out and doing something as a bit of a practical joke and so that happened many years before we lost Jaden and um, it was after hearing this story that one of his best mates decided he was going to paint a tree as a bit of a tribute but also as a way to start conversations with his other mates around mental health so this is Simon um, and he he drove around his farm which sort of neighbours ours in the wheat belt and found the biggest baddest tree that he could and I think it was I think it was Christmas Eve um, and it was 45 degrees or something silly he was up there painting it and um, shared a photo of it once he was done on Facebook and it, it kind of just went viral and it was really incredible to see how quickly it was resonating with people on mm. online and then <clears throat> I think we just saw 
the impact it was having before we knew it people were sending photos of blue trees that they had painted because they had struggled with depression in the past or they wanted mm. to use it as a way to create that conversation in their community so i think it was from that where we sort of thought wow maybe there's something we could do here to stop others from having to go through the same devastation that we have and that so many people do and um i think i never like to think of my brother as a statistic but suicide is the leading cause of death in australia from um, 14 to 45 years of age so i remember when i saw that for the first time i was just horrified in that like why why is the government not doing more why is why is there not more being done in this area? Like, it's a serious issue. We lose more people to suicide than mm. um, road accidents every day. So I think that sort of really um, hit home for me. And I sort of started Blue Tree Project as what was an Instagram page and then a Facebook page. And then before I knew it, I was keep speaking and sharing the story. Um, and yeah, it's grown from a grassroots movement to a registered charity now. And we we do a range of community events um, and activations, going to where people are and having um, a real soft spot for regional and rural communities as well. So that's a big focus of ours. So that's, um, that's kind of a really brief sort of history of how Bluetooth project has come to be and um, yeah I'm now working the project full-time and have someone full-time alongside me because we were just really struggling with the resources and capacity after COVID I think it just really knocked everything up a gear and um, yeah it's been a crazy couple of years that's for sure and it ended up on a journey that was just really unexpected yeah mm, amazing you know really grateful for you sharing that and um you know all the all the good things that's come from it and and you're right you know we we have a a government model which is really reactive it's not proactive you know so it takes people like yourself to yeah. be able to get out there and sort of you know put reminders out there that can actually help someone um uh you know explore um possibilities if they are feeling uh, a little bit vulnerable you know and um uh you know I've, I've had moments like that myself and you know when i was a young fella particularly you know in that real environment there was no support and um you know there's 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 still lack of resources in those regional areas um you know primarily and um yeah i just think we've got a long way to go you know uh, being reactive is not not uh the way anymore it's 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 redundant you know i believe we've got to yeah. start to get out there and start to give people tools because life's changed a lot compared to when you and i were young and if we can actually mm. you know build uh, awareness and, and self-awareness and be able to self-regulate i think it can really help our mental health would you agree yeah absolutely i am um, i couldn't agree more with the reactivity there needs to be less reaction after suicide or attempted suicide and more proactive prevention in our communities and in our schools educating on ways and strategies on how you can actually look after yourself and things to do for self-care and like you said becoming more self-aware 
um, and building that emotional intelligence, I think, in our, in our kids is really, really important. And I guess we have to lead the way with that. We have to show our youth and our kids that um, it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay to cry, it's okay to have bad days. Um, but how can we how can we flip that? How can we turn that into a better situation? And how can we work on ourselves um, to to help build a more mentally healthy future? Yeah, mm, that's right. Absolutely. You look you look at um, the amount of stimulation that's around now compared to what it was like. You know, and and that that has a an impact on on our on our minds. You know, primarily. Um, we're taking in lots of information. We're, we're certainly open to a lot more uh, intelligence than what we've previously had. But, you know, the nervous system um, needs to be managed, I think. You know, we, we don't actually understand how to manage it, particularly people in rural areas, you know. So uh, having a beer is one way of doing it, but it, there's consequences too, you know. So usually yeah. the, de- the depression follows that sort of stuff. But... Yeah, you know, I just think we're at a really good moment in time where we can start to maybe look at exploring things because what we're doing hasn't worked and it doesn't work. And, you know, um, uh, the statistics are there and they're, they're rising because I, I think guys primarily are feeling that, like completely, um, you know, um, unsupported in many ways like you look at the mining industry for example like guys are going in they're earning big money but they're 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 very hollow underneath all that a lot of these guys and you know the average man in the workplace is very similar where they're maybe doing things that they don't really want to do for financial outcome and and that can really you know disconnect them from themselves and i just think if we can start to empower people to 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 find what it is that they really love doing and be able to sort of you know connect more with that and, and be able to you know, do things physically and mentally, mentally which keep them balanced can, it can really help. And it's interesting, you know, with, with Jaden, what was, what was some of the signs, what were some of the things behind all that, do, do you believe? Um, well, I think um, Jaden sort of withdrew. He was never big on social media and he was living in Sydney at the time. Um, and so I think we we were keeping up on social media occasionally, but it's so hard to actually sense how someone is mm. over social media. It's very easy to hide behind that screen and behind those words that someone actually sends to you. That's why that face-to-face sort of connection and conversation, although hard, is so important when you're checking in on friends and family and loved ones. So um, I think just the struggle of not being able to see Jaden regularly enough to really know that there was something going wrong. And mm. he did reach out for help in Sydney by going to the hospital, um, in fact, twice in one day before he took his own life. So I think it's really sad to hear that there are even people out there going to try and get that help when they need it and going to where they think they should be going but it's just not the right place and our our health systems are not built for modern day mental health concerns and Mm. that's I think that's really terrifying for me Mm. um knowing that I think there needs to be more safe spaces and other facilities because 
going to an emergency room is not where somebody in crisis should be going. So, um, yeah, it's really hard to talk about that and um, to know that, yeah, Jaden was trying to get the help that he needed. So um, it's really, yeah, really hard. I oh, appreciate that. And, and, and look, I'm really grateful, you know, for, for, for sharing that because, yeah, look, you know, hospitals primarily were there to fix wounds um, now they're sort of there to sort of provide a, a, a broader service, but they're not equipped. And if someone's feeling, you know, uh, out of line, to go into a, a highly reactive area like that is, is not nourishing. They, they, they need safe spaces. They need to be able to feel safe uh, and be yeah. supported with that, you know. And, yeah, I think we're having this conversation for a reason because it's both probably our, our visions to, to, to make those changes, I think, in the future. Yeah, yeah. I know there are some safe havens popping up and I know people are going to more psycholog- psychologists and counsellors and their GPs and creating mental health plans, which is really great. But, yeah, we have a long way um, in actually managing community mental health properly, that's for sure. Yeah, that, that's... That's true, but, you know, I think things are, are slowly progressing. Um, and, you know, how old was Jaden at the time? In his 20s or a bit older? Yeah, he's 29. So 29. that real sort of um, real high-risk age yeah. as a male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know myself, at that age, I felt like just... Um, lost in many ways you know I was um, yeah. I was working hard I was providing a lot of money to the family but but I, I was feeling terrible within myself you know and I, I never really had any way of um, managing that um, uh, or understanding myself you know because uh, those those cellular memories of being weak and everything were really strong um, you know the, those yeah. opinions that came into my life early uh, and it was hard to actually break through that you know and um, yeah, it's it's far too common, um, but I just think yeah, we're we're slowly starting to turn the wheel, and, and what you're doing is is tremendous because it's actually like you know creating awareness, and um, uh, the more blue trees we can get out there, um, the, the 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 better primarily. How how I'm I'm curious like with regards to painting one of these things like they're painted right out like to the limb and everything usually on a dead gum tree or something Uh, (laughs) how how the hell are they doing them they got scaffolding or they got scissor lifts or what yeah i think the project has been really incredible for getting men involved on what's a hands-on practical activity um so we've seen sporting clubs mining companies schools universities nursing homes you name it like i think the number number of industries and organizations groups and communities that have got involved just shows that mental health doesn't discriminate and Mm. we've seen people painting the entire tree getting scaffolding getting cherry pickers or just doing what they can reach with a roller which is incredible Mm. um and we've also seen people who don't have a convenient dead tree in the right place have created sculptures or or wrapped trees in like material or painted murals so i love that people have taken the project on board and sort of use it in a way that 
that works in with what they're doing. So mm. I think that's really incredible. And I just love how many men have taken it on. A number of men's sheds as well who have um, actually, yeah, taken it on as a project in their country town because men's sheds are just huge. And, um, yeah, that's been really special to see that as well because mm. I think a lot of the time they are those older men. It's that demographic who have certainly grown up in that era where you just don't talk about how you're feeling. You bottle it up you push it down, you suppress it probably through some very unhealthy habits and to see them getting involved now, I think, um, yeah, it's really special. Jeez, I've got my eye on one here and um, I was going to write to the council about it but maybe we'll just get some paint and go and do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, if it's, on private land, if it's on your private land, I mean, it's very easy just go and do it yourself which is why i think it really took off here in regional wa because obviously all the farmers it's their own land and they've just painted these trees in sort of prominent positions and it's gained contraction like that and then we did see a lot of councils and um, cities in metro areas starting to take it on in their own way and give approvals which was awesome to cut that red tape because it can be so ridiculous sometimes yes um but, yeah, if you just get permission of whoever's land it's on, hopefully not council or shire, because sometimes it takes a little more work. But, yeah, um, yeah we'd love to see you get one done. Yeah, uh, where it is, it's pretty much on their land. So I'd have to uh, have to go through the, the, the hoops, but uh, I think it's important. I run the men's circle here, and, um, you know, there's 40 or 50-odd guys involved in that, and, you know, it wouldn't take uh, much to get us together and... Um, and, and get something done but yeah um, I might have to go through the process but um, it's amazing so you're nearly up to like 800 now is that right yes so they're the ones that have just been registered with us the truck drivers tell us there's way more than that out there yes, really? <laughs> um, but so that's what has been painted in Australia and now um, internationally there's trees in Canada New Zealand Europe US it's just crazy i guess the power of social media in that in that way that's helped us spread our cause and mission mm. um beyond beyond our borders now which is awesome beyond wa incredible yeah that's right and yeah it's you know i was up at on the other side of emerald there playing golf a while back i might have sent you the photo and there was one on the golf course you know um so yeah they're, they're they're popping up all over the place but um <laughs> i just think it's tremendous so so what is your vision with regards to this is there anything else you want to try and do uh, or do you want to try and continue on with this particular project yeah so i think what so at the moment these blue trees are acting as these visual reminders for people to check in with loved ones check in with themselves and also used as a conversation starter for people driving around on road trips or on family trips. It's a really awesome way to all be sitting in the car and have those harder conversations that will make a much easier life. And I think our vision moving forward is into next year, we are going to be doing a real big national push. So we've been stuck here in WA for the last couple of years. And I think we've done WA quite well. And now we really want to sort of stretch our branches and um, head over east and yeah pick up some of our partnerships over there and do a bit of a tour and get out into some of those regional areas and keep spreading our message through 
getting involved with sporting clubs, getting involved with mining companies, agricultural industries, agricultural shows, just really trying to go where people are to help spread our message and, yeah, educate people a little more on the random blue trees that have just popped up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. And if there's anything you know, I can do to help, um, I'd be, be more than happy and grateful to do so. And, um, yeah, we, we've got to start to, uh, to, to, you know, be proactive as we've discussed with regards to this sort of stuff. And, you know, I have a vision with regards to what I want to do, which we'll talk about again. But, um, but yeah, the, 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 the trick for me is being able to financially go and do it, you know. Um, I've sort of done what I've, I've been doing for myself uh, out of my own pocket for a few years. And I'm sort of, yeah. you know, I'd love to be able to get out there and, and, and get that work done. But it's, it can be a bit tricky. But, but yeah, I, I think it'll change, you know. Um, it's just... Uh, yeah, I just don't think the the model that, that we're in, um, the reactive model, is is the way anymore. So it's it's so you know refreshing to hear you have that um, that mindset about going out and uh, and, and making it um, um, you know palatable in these communities. Because yeah, having the evidence there of a blue tree, I think, is significant. And um, you know, if people have got a connection with with that, um, you know, there's there's so many. So many more communities than the than eight hundred around Australia, which could have one of these, you know. And I just think it's a it's a great example of um, of people sort of stepping up and um, you know being able to to to, to raise this awareness because the stats aren't great and they're not going to continue or they're going to continue to you know probably be, be around the mark or, or escalate in the future. But you know, I just think by by providing uh, interventions and and um, diversions for people uh, when they need it, you know, can can really you know help change and save a life. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful, you know, to to, to come across you and what you're doing. And you know, the best is yet to come. I'm, I'm really really sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, it's awesome to be able to jump on and have a chat. And yeah, collaboration is key. It's a big thing that we are. I'm passionate about and working with other not-for-profits and enterprises and people with the same vision because by joining forces is the best way. Call from 038. Lasting impact in our community. So, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, no, well, well said. I, I, um, uh, I think that there's, um, yeah, there's lots of good stuff to come. So I'd like to know if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? If they wanted to maybe look at um, getting a tree in their community or maybe look at some of the others uh, that you've done. I think you'd be pretty active on Instagram and, and so forth. Yeah, we're pretty active on socials because we love being able to share the photos that um, people have sent us. Um, best way to get in touch is probably through our website, www.bluetreeproject.com.au. Um, there's a bit of a contact tab and yeah, that will just come through to us and yeah, please reach out if you've got any events coming up or anything that, um, we might be able to help out with. We're always looking to work together with others. Yeah. Awesome. No, well, certainly, uh, certainly uh encourage that and i'll uh, i'll be letting people know uh that we've had the chat and get the podcast out there so people can listen to this and um yeah do more research about the wonderful work you're doing so really grateful for the chat kennel and um uh, let you get back to your your day it's only uh 8 30 over there so you got a big one ahead of you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, thanks aaron yeah. cheers cheers